Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Quinn, and I am a mom on a mission to help you launch, grow, and scale a profitable freelance business from home. Join me each week for tangible business advice along with inspiring interviews, all designed to help you mom strong, work smart, and live free. If you are loving this podcast, finding yourself motivated or inspired, learning something new, or just a fan of the show, do me a favor and help me spread the message. Screenshot the episode, add it to your Insta stories, and tag me at Michaela.Quinn. Every share helps me reach more and more moms, and I may just share your share and feature you in my Insta stories too, because together we can take over the world. All right, mama, it's time. Grab your coffee, water, or wine, because we are starting. Hey there, happy Monday. Hope you had a fabulous Mother's Day and feel rested and relaxed and ready to take on another week. Anyways, I am super excited to dive in to this topic, helping those of you who have gone the cold pitching route to land clients, or maybe you've dabbled or tried and didn't get responses back or, you know, land clients from that route. Or maybe you've been wanting to think about cold pitching, but are kind of just a little bit lost at how to do it. This will be a great episode for you to dive in and listen to. So before we go in, I just want to preface this with, if you are going the cold pitching route, there's something that you, there's two things you need to understand. Number one, if you are cold pitching, the people that you're cold pitching most likely are getting tons and tons and tons of pitches in their DMs and their email inboxes each week. Some of them are straight spam. Some of them are terrible and not all of them are for hiring opportunities. Some of them are for like features or affiliate opportunities or other types of pitches. They're not all like, Hey, hire me pitches, but you need to know that because you want to make sure that you are crafting a pitch that stands out from all the other C-R-A-P that is filling, filling their inbox. The second thing that you need to understand before going into the cold pitching route is that you're probably not going to get responses from your very first email. And if you do get responses from your first email, they're probably not going to be, oh yeah, sure, let me hire you. So let's just kind of get that out of the way because and, and have the expectations of how it will go and how it works so that you can set yourself up for success when you, when you get started and don't send your first email and it not result in someone hiring you and then you feel discouraged and give up. Now, if you think about it, you've probably never hired someone or purchased something from someone the very first time you heard about it or heard about them. I mean, if you're someone who's in my program and overwhelmed to overbooked, you probably didn't see an ad for the program and purchase it right then and there. It took multiple times of me sharing information with you, following up with you, answering questions, before, you know, you decided, okay, I want, I want to purchase this. That's a natural, normal buying cycle. Um, even if you see a Facebook ad, right? Like, I don't know if anyone else listening is a avid Facebook ad purchaser, but you know, most likely you see an ad and it's not, oh, I'm going to buy this right here, right now. Most of the time you'll see something, you'll click on it and you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then 
you need time to think about it, right? So then you shut it out and you start seeing those ads more and more and they, they pop up. And if you're really interested, you might start following that profile. And so there's, there's multiple touch points before you purchase that. Likewise, if you've ever gotten a DM in your Instagram DMs from someone saying, Hey, I think you should sell these products or, Hey, you want to buy these products from me? You most likely ignored them and didn't respond. Or if you responded, it was something like, no. So keep that in mind. When you're going the cold pitching route, it's still, you're still very much going to need to nurture potential clients. And it's not a super fast, quick game. You will most likely have to follow up with potential clients. Now, if you have been cold pitching and you're not getting responses, or if you do start cold pitching and you're not getting responses, two mistakes that I see people making are number one, they're pitching the wrong people. And number two, they're taking the wrong approach in that email. So number one, pitching the wrong people. When you are cold pitching, instead of opening up the yellow pages and sending a call or an email to everyone listed, you want to do some research to make sure you're pitching someone who is a good fit for what you're offering. And I'll talk a little bit more about this here in a second. And then the second thing is the, are you taking the, you know, perhaps the wrong approach in the cold pitch? I'm going to talk about this one a little bit more too in detail. But these are the two big areas where I see if, if people aren't having success cold pitching, looking at, at those questions, are you pitching the right people and are you taking the right approach? Looking at and answering those questions and refining based on, you know, the answers has the biggest impact. So if you are cold pitching or if you want to cold pitch, here is a six step kind of approach to take. Number one, before you cold pitch, you need to make a list of 30 people who would be a good fit. So 30 people who would be a good fit, do some research instead of just copy pasting and sending the same email message to everyone and anyone, make a list of 30 people who number one, need what you offer. And, you know, someone would be someone that you would be excited to work with. You know, maybe they're an ideal client, a dream client. And most importantly, they're in a place where they have the budget to hire you. Now, there's a sweet spot when you're doing your research of finding someone who way to startups to where they don't really have consistent income coming into their business yet. Don't go after the startups. I see a lot of people wanting to work with beginners or startups in the beginning because it seems you know, less pressure. Oh, if they're just starting and I'm just starting, it sounds like a great idea. Wrong. The people just starting don't have money yet to hire. So don't go after them. But then there's also this fine line of going after people that are, or businesses that are way too advanced to where they're potentially not working with freelancers and, or maybe, you know, just have employee roles. So you'll want to find people that are at the right business placement to want, need, and be able to prioritize paying for your services. When you're, I'll do another episode on indicators, kind of talking about how to, how do you know if someone is at that right place? So stay tuned for that episode. Now, if you are going through and you're making a list of 30 people who'd be a good fit, 
when you're doing this, I suggest um, in Overwhelmed to Overbooked, I have a potential client tracking system that I teach. So I would track this in some way. I'm a big fan of Trello. You can have a you know potential client board. And then how I have it set up is each list. So this might be a little too technical. If you're unfamiliar with Trello, don't let this hold you back. You can learn Trello if you want, but you can have a list that is representative of each part of the process. So like research phase would be a list sent first email, sent second email, sent third email, and then never heard back from list. And then you can have a said no list or whatever. And then like a became a paying client list. And under each list, you would have a card for each potential client. And on that card, when you're making a list of the people that you want to Hey there, real quick interruption from me, Michaela Quinn. Anyways, I wanted to make sure that you knew that we just added a 12-month payment plan to our program, the Live Free Academy. You can enroll and get started today for just $147. If you go to go.michaelaquinn.com or just head to the show notes on this episode, we've got it linked there as well. You can read all the details and click one of the buttons to go enroll. And on there, you'll see the 12-month payment plan option. When you choose the 12-month payment plan option, you get the entire course the second you enroll. We don't hold anything back because you're on a payment plan. You'll get access to the how to build your business from start to finish course, skills training, the job leads board, the coaching calls, the student community Facebook group, and everything else that is a part of the Live Free Academy program so that you can get started freelancing and land your first client in 30 days, 60 days, however long it takes you to go through the course and then start implementing. Again, you can see all the details at go.michaelaquinn.com forward slash academy or head to the show notes and click the link there. All right, back to the show. Pitch and potentially work with the card would just be their name. And then in that card, is where I would, as you're going through and making this list, be doing research on this person, looking at their website, looking at their Instagram or their other social profiles that you can use to help you in writing the actual pitch to that person. So anything you find, maybe they had an Instagram story where they're like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I need to hire. I need someone to help answer all my emails. You can make note of that, screenshot it, add it to their card on the board. And this will help you keep track. And you can also like set dates and reminders for when you need to follow up and all that. But step one is making a list of those 30 people who'd be a good fit, who you'd like to work with and doing research on them and organizing that in some sort of system. Now, if you're an OTO, again, I've got that Trello tracking system. It is located in step six. So make sure you download that and use that. Second step. Once you've kind of made a list of the people you want to work with, the second thing you need to think about is what approach are you going to take in your email? Now, there's three approaches you can take. You can do a straight up, hey, hire me email. This is my absolute least favorite approach. I don't really recommend it. I just wanted to you know, say, hey, this is an option. This is the route that most people take 
I know because this is 99.9% of the pitches that I get in my inbox are a, hey, hire me. And I delete every single one of these, unless I'm screenshotting it to (laughs) put on Instagram um, to talk about what not to do in a pitch. So check out, you can, if you want to see any of the, I call it the inbox or trash. I do it in my Instagram stories, one every other, every week or so, but you can scroll through the highlights to see previous ones. And I kind of talk about what they could have done differently, which ones that I've gotten that were good, et cetera. The second approach you can take in the pitch is leading with value. Instead of going into it with, you know, hey, hire me, is there some type of value or tip or training or tidbit that you can offer this potential client? It can have a call to action to book a call, but this, the purpose of this approach is mostly just to lead with value and to help this person out. The third approach is to just start a conversation. Don't even mention anything about hiring or booking a call, but it's it's just starting a conversation. For example, maybe you on your list is someone you followed for, I don't know, five years on Instagram and you want to reach out and you introduce yourself, you know, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I'm just reaching out because I wanted to see if you work with freelancers or if you have a virtual assistant on your team right now question mark. Just asking a question, starting the conversation, not so much pitching or anything. And then based on how they answer that question, you can respond to it. If they say no, no, I don't have a VA. I, you know, been doing a, been a one woman show for forever. Then you can, you know, respond and be like, oh my gosh, well, I'm just getting started. And I was reaching out because you would be someone I would love to work with. Take it from there. And if they say, yes, I already do have a VA, then you, you can just respond with like, oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm just starting my virtual assistant business or I've been a VA or social media manager for X months, X years, whatever it may be. And just wanted to reach out and see, you know, if you had, had someone working with you yet. If anything changes or you guys need an extra pair of hands to come on and help, um, I'd love to be top of mind and and leave it at that. Now, once you kind of figure out, okay, this is the approach I'm going to take. This is kind of the angle I'm going to take in sending this email, in these sending these cold pitches. The third step is to write a great template. Write a great template. Now, you don't want to just copy and paste the same exact message to everyone, but you do want to have a strong, solid template to serve as the bones of your email to help save you time and to prevent yourself from just like staring at a blank cursor. So spend some time writing a good template. And then number four, step four, install a mail tracker. I use mail tracker. There's tons of other options out there. If you just Google mail tracker or mail tracking extension for Gmail, you'll find some options. I would highly, highly, highly recommend if you are going to invest your time and energy doing cold pitching that you invest in a mail tracker that not only tells you if your email's been opened, but how many times and if any links you put in the email have been clicked, how many times and when and what's being clicked. Because that's just going to give you a lot of really good information so that you can make some decisions based off what you get. Now, step five, this is where you're going to customize the template and send it. So go back to your Trello tracking system 
where you've done the research for each person, use that card to customize each template, each email for that specific person, and then send it. And to kind of make this a, you know, something that you do daily, since we made a list of 30, go ahead and make it your goal to customize one email and send one email a day. And just go into it with the approach of, I wonder what would happen if I customize an email and send one email out to someone I'd love to work with for 30 days. So stick with that. And then after the 30 days, step six is to look at the data. And when I say the data, I'm meaning what you, you know, hear from in mail tracker. And then, you know, based on where you're getting in your emails, are you getting responses? Are people saying no? Are you getting on calls? You know, where are you kind of getting at in that process? And evaluate what, what was working, what's not working and make some changes moving forward. So back to step five though, when you customize the template and send, you're also going to want to follow up. And we've, we've got another podcast episode. We'll link to it on the show notes all about following up, when to follow up. Etc. But remember what I said at the beginning of this episode, don't expect to send the first email and get a response. You're most likely going to have to follow up. So make sure you listen to that episode on following up if you haven't yet. And just know that if you don't hear back, follow up. Now, a couple of things to keep in mind when you are writing your pitches. Do not insult (laughs) the person. Do not spend the whole email being like, oh, you suck. Your Instagram sucks. Your graphics could be so much better. I got one a couple weeks ago that was your podcast quality is terrible. The audio quality. And I was like, what episode did you listen to? And the episode they told me happened to be one that I recorded in Facebook. And it, it, it was a wonky thing. We had some tech issues that day with how I normally record. And so, yeah, the audio was a little bit funky, but they, sent me an email just basically ripping apart the audio quality on one episode. And them ripping that apart did not make me want to hire them. It made me (laughs) not want to talk to them ever again. So keep that in mind. Don't insult. You never know who, if you're pitching someone, you know, maybe they're doing their, their very best and they're, they know it's not the best, but they're proud of their work. And insulting that is going to do you no good. And it's most likely just going to get them to not want to talk to you. So keep that in mind. Another tip to do when you're cold pitching, go ahead and follow them on Instagram too, or wherever they are active social media wise, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, whatever. And just be kind of a normal person commenting and sharing some of their stuff when appropriate. Don't comment on everything. Don't share everything they do, but just naturally. And then last tip, if you are cold pitching and you do get a response and it's a, hey, no, it doesn't have to just, you don't have to leave it at that. You can reply back like, hey, thanks so much for letting me know. I really appreciate it. You wouldn't happen to know of anyone else who might be looking for a social media manager web designer, virtual assistant, do you? And, you know, they might not respond or they might respond and say like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I've got someone. So that's another thing you can do to kind of get more bang for your buck out of the cold pitching route. And then I want to share a somewhat of a case study with you of one of my one-on-one clients that we worked on a cold pitching strategy with. 
that was really, really effective for her. So she is a Pinterest manager and she does promoted pins and she, her kind of ideal client, her niche is teachers pay teachers sellers, TPT sellers. And she wanted to take the cold pitching route. And so we worked on a strategy together. And basically the approach she took in her cold pitching was instead of, hey, hire me. She led with value. She led with like a value slash education kind of angle and went through and it was a lot of work. And she, I think she only ended up pitching 10 people and she landed, I want to say at this point, it was maybe seven of the 10. Now they weren't all right in that month she was cold pitching. Some of them, you know, just became clients like 10 months later. Cause she reached out to some of them and, you know, some of the responses was like, were, Oh, this sounds awesome. I'm not ready yet, but I'll keep your information. And she kept following up with them, you know, three months, six months down the road. And it ended up being a fit at one point. But the approach she took was she did her research. She looked at their TPT store and put together a PDF, kind of like an infographic, basically, that just talked about like, hey, I see you have this bundle and I just wanted to see if you've thought about running promoted pins to it. And in the the PDF that she did, she customized this PDF for each person she pitched to. And she took one of their products or bundles and took like industry standard KPIs for clicks and signups and conversion rates and basically showed them like, hey, if you, you know, ran a promoted pin campaign to this product that, you know, it's one of your best sellers. I know it does really well with an ad spend of like a thousand, you could potentially earn X with an ad spend of, she did another amount, you could potentially earn X. And it basically just kind of like walked them through what the opportunity was for them to add promoted pins as part of their strategy. And so she sent that in her email and we were able to track who was opening that and who was clicking on it. And the people that were clicking on the link a lot that showed us that they were really, really interested. And so those were people that she, I mean, she followed up with everyone, but she especially made it a note to like, oh, they've opened that like five times. I'm going to follow up with them now. And because she had such a targeted list of these are people who I would love to work with, she did her research to make sure that they're in the right kind of business placement to be able to prioritize and pay for her services plus the ad spend for what her services were and took the time to customize that email for each person and customize that PDF for each person to really show them that you're not just a, you know, one of a million people I'm copying and pasting the same message to. I really took some time to look at your business, see what you're doing and see how I could help you and present that to you in a way. So that's one cold pitch story that's worked really well. I recently got a, I get a lot, I've, I get a lot of cold emails, um, cold pitches, and most of them, they're just terrible. I delete, but recently I got one and I showed this on Instagram too. So if you're not following me on Instagram yet, make sure you follow me there. Cause I, I like to share helpful tidbits, helpful, even real life, like examples of what's working, what's not working over there in the stories and on our feed. 
I'm just at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram if you're not following me there yet. But anyways, there was one week where I swear I got like 10 pitches in the inbox and only one of them was good. One of them I opened and was really impressed with. Now I wasn't, I didn't end up hiring because I had that spot is filled by someone on my team already, but I was just very blown away and really appreciated, appreciated this person's approach. So their email was quick and to the point, and we've, we've linked it in our highlights so you can find it there. If you can't find it, you can just DM me and I'll let you know. But sent us this super short email and it's basically just a, like, Hey, Michaela, I was doing some research and looking at your business and Facebook ads. And I wanted to share with you this strategy that I see you're not using yet. And he created a, oh gosh, what was it? Eight minute video walking me through how to set something up with Facebook ads that could, you know, potentially have a really great ROI for me and showed me how to do it. It wasn't like a, hey, I've got this super secret strategy you can do. It was, hey, I see you're not running this. I run this for a lot of my clients. It gets great results. Just wanted to share that with you. By the way, if you don't have someone working with you who can help set this up and implement it for you yet, I would love to you know, hop on a call and chat about how I can work with you. Otherwise, no worries. If you've got someone on your team and you're able to just take this and run with it, Awesome. I just wanted, I just wanted to share that with you. And I opened the video, watched it. It was, it was really helpful. We actually did end up implementing it, but I just thought, you know, that was such a unique way. And it took, it took him time to do research on me and create a video to send to me that I didn't feel like, oh, this is the same copy paste email he's dumping to everyone and their mom. So those are two examples of cold pitching that has had really great results. Cold pitching where people don't want to pull their hair out or throw tomatoes at you. (laughs) So I hope this episode was helpful. I'm excited to hear from you guys. If you're cold pitching, if you tweak anything from what you're doing cold pitching based off this episode, let me know. And then if you're in overwhelmed to overbooked and you ever want feedback on your pitch, don't hesitate to post that in the Facebook group or bring that to one of our coaching calls. So, and if you're not in overwhelmed to overbooked, make sure you check it out and see if it's a fit for you. MichaelaQuinn.com forward slash overbooked. Would love to have you in there and would love to be a part of your freelance journey. Otherwise, I'll see you guys next week. Now, just because the episode is over doesn't mean the knowledge party has to stop. Come hang out with me and thousands of other mamas in my free Facebook group. Just search Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind with Michaela Quinn or go to the show notes. We have it linked there. And make sure you answer the questions so our gatekeeper knows that you want in. And don't forget, sharing is caring. If you are loving this podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends but make sure you tag me at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram and at Michaela Quinn on Facebook. See you next week.